So it looks like we are going live now. You know, the best laid plans of Mice and Men, right? So I, I plan to do this for my computer and lo and behold, uh, not working for my computer. So here we are now. We're, we're doing it live. We're doing it from the, uh, from the uh, phone. And God bless technology and like the Uber number of devices. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to episode number three of the Shaw Planet podcast. And um, yeah, there's a story behind this too. But uh, first of all, I hope everybody had a fantastic long weekend. Um, I hope we all took a little bit of time to reflect on what uh, what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and, uh, and what that holiday actually means for us. Um, in addition to that reflection, how we spent our weekend is a little bit of this. And I suspect a lot of you had this in your life uh, over the weekend. Maybe everybody didn't have this. So we had my son's volleyball tournament in Atlantic City this past weekend. And we were there for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It was a whole lot of fun. Uh, and for those of us who are, are in, the, uh, in the U.S. or follow it, we know we have the NFL playoffs. It was super wild card weekend going into Monday Night Football for the first time. And that was all exciting too, but um, a couple of things came up which I thought were relevant and maybe helpful for some of you as you plan your day and as you plan your sessions throughout the day. Um, so what are we talking about here? Let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, we did watch a lot of football. And although you don't have to be in Atlantic City for this to happen anymore, there was a lot of sports betting that goes on. There's a lot of gambling that goes on. A lot of folks... And it was just um, it was just part of conversation. It wasn't like it's not a unique thing. It's not a taboo thing. It's not like you know there are websites. It's legal in New Jersey and many many states at this point. Uh, it's done online. It's openly spoken about too. So there's a lot to do about sports betting. And um, how does that all play in with your financial plan? How do people who have a uh, have a um, predisposition or just an enjoyment of sports betting and how is that going to work out with your financial plan as a whole. So here's the thing, whether it is betting on who the head, next head coach for the Chicago Bears is going to be, which I don't bet on it, but I monitor it and, and the general manager, whether it's whether or not the um, the Patriots would have scored a little bit more. Um, sorry, Pats fans. I know that's a little bit raw right now. Uh, or Eagles fans. I know that's a little raw as well too. But let's just say uh, you're betting on that sports stuff. Or if you decided that you wanted to bet on a particular company, or if you decided you wanted to invest in some sort of uh, cryptocurrency, or what if you wanted to invest in real estate? What if it's day trading? So all of that stuff, whether it's betting, whether it's stock market sort of stuff too, it's got to fit in with your financial plan to the extent that it should not make or break your financial plan. If you have a financial plan in place, if you have a a system in place and it's dependent upon things that are wildly out of your control or wildly unproven, well, then you may or may not be setting yourself up for success. So the way that we've done this for our clients many times is whether it's a separate stock account or a separate brokerage account that you're going to trade out of. And that's sort of like, I don't know, like a discretionary fund, a gambling fund, a play fund, something that's not going to make or break your plan. So we might have other investments that we're going to use to make sure that your plan actually succeeds and keep you on track for it, you know, with the highest probability possible. And that's where we're going to invest you appropriately. And we're going to manage that investment uh, and manage that financial plan appropriately with your spending and with projected income. But then on the side, you've got this separate fund, which you might decide to put on roulette. You might decide to put on the Buccaneers. You might decide to put on um, on a cryptocurrency. But if that hits, great. Maybe you'll have you'll be able to do some things that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. But if it doesn't, 
you're still on track for a life that's fulfilling and a retirement that's fulfilling. So that was sort of the, uh, the football tie-in. On the volleyball tie-in, my son Jaden um, and I've been extremely proud to watch him and my daughter Anya in their respective sports. Anybody who's had a child or a grandchild or a niece or a nephew get involved with uh, with amateur sports, you know it's a complete level, completely different level of enjoyment altogether to see them grow, to see them excel. And um, we got to go to a lot of tournaments for Anya's uh, Taekwondo over the years, and we hopefully continue to um, as well as she enters, as she finishes almost her senior year. But we also have uh, now Javen's volleyball tournaments. And over the span of the years with Anya's and now with Javen's, you have these conversations because they're multi-day tournaments. You're away for a couple of days. And a couple of things kind of came up during the course of the conversation. One was a lot of blended family situations. And, and the second was, how do we help our kids from a financial perspective? Because a lot of these kids were at this college age and sort of, you know, teenagers, um, and some of us have kids or grandkids that are in that point. So a couple of things on blended family situations. One of the things that we have to talk about commonly is, oh, sorry, just to backtrack. What are we talking about when we talk about blended families? Blended families typically are, okay, I have uh, children from a previous marriage or children from outside the marriage. And then a spouse has children from outside the marriage. You get together and now you've blended the families. If you're my age, you might understand, remember the Brady Bunch, right? So the Brady Bunch was a probably the first popular blended family. So the blended family situation is unique because what happens when one spouse passes away? Uh, from an estate planning perspective, you want to make sure that things are going to the right people, but you also want to make sure that uh, your spouse may or may not be taken care of. Um, from a financial perspective, you also want to make sure, look, I brought certain finances into the marriage. The other person's like, I brought certain finances into the marriage, how are those going to fit together? What if one of us gets sick? Are we going to use up all of our money to pay for one another? So all of these things in a blended family situation needs to come up. It came up in the volleyball context because there's a lot of families there that we saw that were either talking to me as blended families um, situations, not in a, in a legal or a financial or a tax context, but it's just one of those observations that comes up because of what I've been doing for 20 years. So that's one thing. The second aspect of it from a uh, from a planning perspective is the, the sort of financial planning aspect. But when I also was getting to know these families, um, you know, one of the things that started coming up is, okay, we've got these kids. If I had a time machine and I can go back and I could put money into a particular type of retirement account, particularly one where, okay, I paid the taxes right now, but I'm never going to have to pay taxes on it again. I would love to be able to do that. I don't have a time machine yet. If I did have a time machine, I'd not only do that, there's a handful of other things that I do. I'd probably put some, getting back to that sports betting conversation, I might've done some stuff with the sports betting as well too. If you guys are back to the future fans, you know what I'm talking about. It worked for Marty McFly. I'm sure it would work for me as well too. But no, uh, the other aspect of it is a Roth IRA. Now here's the thing, and I do this with my kids, and I encourage a lot of you folks with grandchildren or children who have some sort of earned income to do this because look, if you can put, some component of the kids earned income. My daughter worked at Starbucks for a little bit. My son edits my videos for a little bit. My daughter helps me out in my businesses as well. So if you could take some of that earned income and put it into a Roth IRA for the kids or the grandchildren now, there are some steps you have to go through. Do it. And here's why. Chances are, if your kids are planning to go to college and if they're planning to have careers, at some point, their income level may be too high for them to contribute directly to a Roth IRA. But right now, they can. If it's earned income, they can contribute up to $6,000 into this Roth IRA. Now what's happening is it's basically growing over the years, right? And you invest it 
aggressively. In most cases, they're not going to touch that money until they're at least 59, maybe 72, depending on what the rules are at that age. So if you have a child or a grandchild and they have a paper route, or if they have a small business that they've been started, you know, that's it, entrepreneurial kids. If they've got earned income and you have a way to set them up with this Roth IRA now, do it. Because by doing that, you're actually setting them up for success. I'd love it if, if, uh, if I had the opportunity to have done that in the past, but I'm making sure that I do it with my kids. This did come up during our uh, our volleyball tournament. Yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff. There's some downtime. So this did come up, and uh, it, it was just a reminder to me that when I speak with you guys on uh, on Tuesday morning, it's probably something that I want to share. All of this stuff we can help with if you want our help, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for topics or anything like that, don't hesitate to reach out to us. I'm Neil Shaw with Shaw Total Planning, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay warm, stay safe, and I will see you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Bye now.